out of this place today, God. Let us represent you. I desire you. I pray that that's your, your statement, your commitment for all of you and all of you that are watching. So that we would trust him in a greater way for 2024. And believe God to fulfill this place. And lift us up as we lift him up. And lift the word up. Amen. So I, I just needed to take a moment to share that with all of you. I thank all of you that are here. And those of you that are watching. And as I pray that uh, for all of us that uh, God is about to do a new thing. I'm in a new time, a new season. I'm not looking back. I'm not going back. Uh, because everything that I need to obtain is ahead of me. I heard one person get it. I heard a, mm, one person got it. Because everything that you need to get is not behind you. It's ahead of you. Which means you have to reach for it. Okay? You've got to stretch for it. You've got to do something for it. Oh, I wish it just came by osmosis, but it doesn't. Without words, what have you been believing God for? What what have we believing God for? Yes. That the enemy has been standing in our way to tell you, come on over with me. I'll make you eat. I'll feed you. And this will yeah. be, you know, that's how yeah. it comes. By the way, he wants to lead you astray because of the tough times you're experiencing, trusting and standing where you are. But I want to tell you now. That the word of God said, stay where we are. Redig the wells that have been clogged up by the enemy. Right. And allow life to flow. Yeah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. That's what I declare for Faith Harvest Worship Center. I declare that over this ministry. I also want to remind some of you. That this week, uh, we, we've asked all of you, we mentioned it last week on the 31st. I'm asking you again today to support, I believe, in first fruit offering. Uh, so those of you that are watching and those of you here, you know, preparing a first fruit offering, mean I'm going to give my first fruit above and beyond my tithes and offerings. But this fruit is dedicated to 2024, and I'm expecting a great harvest. I'm doing it. I'm asking all of you to support the ministry and do it as well. We're doing that today. We're asking that we're going to also, when we conclude service, this will be our first communion of the new year. And so, for those of you that are watching, uh, we also are admonish you and advise you that you might want to uh, get you a cracker and some juice and have communion in your, you know, with yourself. Glory to God. If your family is there, have communion because today represents the first the of the first of the new year. And but so I would take that giving communion with God and then having the first fruit offering to sow into it. I'm setting myself up and planting my seed yes. to get prepared for my future. Amen. Amen. Y'all not hear me. I'm not talking about something I heard. I'm talking about something I know that's in place. So God's word works, but it only works if you work it. Amen. And so I'm admonishing you to do that, and not just the leaders here, all of you, okay? So uh, that's something I wanted to share with you. But I want y'all to get ready and open your hearts and minds. Uh, you know, I, I um, shared with uh, Pastor Rob, who's uh, my assistant pastor here, and uh, I gave a word to start the year off last week. And I asked him to share today because I want to hear from his heart. 
And I want to hear what God has to say through him because he says something to him. And so I'm expecting him to give us a word today uh, that would help uh, nourish each and every one of you. Amen. And so along with what I've already started. So that's what I'm looking for. I put a lot of pressure and stress on it. But uh, I think if you can listen to God, then there is no stress and there is no pressure. Amen. Because he'll have he'll follow the leading of the Lord. Amen. So y'all would welcome with me, Pastor Rob Ingram. Amen. Woo to the Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Family, let's give the Lord a praise. Because I don't know about you, but I've been through some stuff in 2023. Say it again. So I'm so thankful for 2024. Say it again. And excited about some new things. Amen. Amen. So we need to give God some praise because there's some people who didn't make it. That's right. To 2024. That's right. And and I'm here to share words of encouragement in spite of what we may be going through at this current time. Pastor spoke about we got an adversary that's out to stop us from being purposeful in the things that God wants for our lives. That's right. Amen. Ain't that the truth? So this morning, I read the word, the devotion every morning, and I want to make sure, I, I try to be sure that what I'm speaking and sharing is lining up with God's will. And I know it because he always confirms things. And this morning, as I was getting the scripture this morning, the scripture said, live on purpose. Yes. And it says here, it says, without intentionality, people tend to drift. Sound like Pastor was just talking about that. Becoming complacent instead of motivated. Lacking vision instead of leveraging purpose. But for those of us in Christ, we're called to something more than in drifting our way through life. Okay. The author of the book of Hebrews said it this way. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, he said, let us think of the ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together. He just talked about that. For those out there who are not in here today, don't lack the meeting together. As some people do, but encourage one another, especially now with days, of his return is drawing near. Yeah. Yes. Family, we, we are in a time when we um, need each other more than ever. We need that encouraging word, that inspiration, someone who's going to remind us of who we are because the enemy will beat us down. And if you only have yourself to listen to, you're going to believe everything you hear. Yeah, yeah. So we need encouraging words in our lives. Even the ones that's going to chastise us and let us know when we're doing wrong. Because he is still God. And he created us for purpose and a reason. And we got to be purposeful in this life. I got, you know me, visual. 
So I got a short video I want to play before I get into this work. Amen. So Earl, you ready? You can share this video. When the walls fall, fall, when the night passes, you, you are still God. Are still God. The Creator, the Maker, the Maker. You are, you are was proof that one day one day remains. Now one day was constant, constant. That one day was the change. Yesterday, 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 you are still God. The God that's the light to my darkest thoughts. The God that's the map to the wandered and lost. The God that's enough when he's all that I got. The God that sees value and says, I'm worth the cost. Give the God that's perfect and loves me though I'm not. Give the God that carries me when my feet hit a stop. Give the God that forgave me when I deserve hell. When you yelled it is finished that night on the cross. Through it all, you are still God. My strongest foundation, you are my still God. In the midst of my storm, Lord, you are a still God. When the enemy hears how these words are still God, he'll attack to remove you, but he cannot steal God. You are still God. So tell me, what sickness can break us? What fear can invade us? What media can tame us with the stories they make up? What can anyone say? What can anyone do to ever hide that through it all? They steal you. So through all of this, remind us again that you have a plan for your glory in the end. And Lord, until then, I will pray for his patience. Let us be a light to the ones who forgot. Let us remind them that you are still God. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. 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 Father God, I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity to be before you. Let nothing be of me, Father God, and anything be of you, Father God. Yes, God. As always, may my mouth is played, Father God, and use it as your will, Father God. In the name of Jesus. I ask that you cover every word that comes out of my mouth, Father God. In the name of Jesus. Let nothing Jesus. fall to the ground, Father God. Let it be nourishment to the body and spirit of your people. Yes, Lord. Let it guide and direct their steps, Father God. Let it be something that they needed, Father God, that they may not have known they needed. Yes, God. Father God, for you are purposeful in everything you do, Father God. And I thank you and I promise you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Family, he is still God. Yes, he is. He is still God. Yes, he is. And I'm so honored to, to have this opportunity with Pastor said, Pastor Rob, do you want to preach? Are you ready? I said, yes. 
you know, because God has been dealing with me, not just me, but the children of God, you know, and I know what I'm going through is not just with me, and I know what the ministry is going through is not just with the ministry. It's all, he's after God's people. Yeah, he is. His, his job is to steal our purpose. Right. And he will do anything to do to stop us. And that's why the title of my message today is Distractions, the Purpose Killer. Distractions, the Purpose Killer. You know, we all go through different storms in our lives. You know, and, and Pastor spoke about last week, he thought coming in here to, to this new facility that things would be better. But storms still arise. You know, so and just like the ministry, just like your life, storms still arrive. He talked about even for myself at the end of the year, in, in uh, the 15th of December, somebody ran into the back of my car. This is the fourth time. The fourth time it has happened to me. And mind you, two weeks before, my other car, my brother was driving, someone ran into the back of that. Wow. So, after I got hit, I'm sitting there crying, asking why. And I called my wife and told her what happened. She said, are you okay? She said, be thankful. And I had to repent. I had to repent because I was worried about what I was going through instead of being thankful uh -huh. for the covering that was uh -huh. over my life. Uh -huh. Too often we worry about what we're going through and not pay attention to the covering of maybe why we're going through. Yes. See, God covers us through the situation, but too often the enemy wants us to pay attention to the situation. Yeah, he does. And not the covering, so we take our eyes off God and put our eyes on the situation. Distraction, the purpose killer. You know, God has created us for a purpose and a reason. And if we don't know who we are, just like the, the gentleman said there, social media, news, all these things will create images and, and, and create scenarios where it'll give you a, an idea of who you are. And we start looking towards other people for our identity. And I want to take you to the beginning. I want to take you to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Because God has told us what our purpose was. He, he has given us an identity. And I'm coming out of the Amplified. Thank God. Because it amplifies things for me. Yeah, I like it. And I love that. And it says here, it says, God said, let us, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, the tame beasts, and over all the earth over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him, male and female. 
He created them. And God blessed them. He blessed us. He blessed us, man. And said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. And this is the, this is the big part. And subdue it. Using all its vast resources in the service of God and man. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. See, we are born leaders. We are born to have dominion. It's a part of our nature. This is why we have so many people striving for that power and authority. You know when you clear all your debts and you ain't got no bills you got to worry about, you got security, don't it feel good? That's a position of dominion over your situation. And that's, what, that's a part of who we are. See, but the thing is, man has distorted it. And took dominion over people, over each other. Instead of using the purpose and the gifts that God has given us, so we can do, as he said, vast resources for the service of God and man. Man has told it, told it around for his selfish reasons, for himself. And God wants us to get back to our true identity. Unfortunately, not everybody wants that. Not everybody wants to walk in their purpose. Pastor did a demonstration quite some time ago. We had us all locked arms and had us connected in a circle. And in that circle, there was no way no one can penetrate us because we were covered on all sides. And it didn't matter what position or what gifting a person had. We walked in unison and we were locked together. Too often the world has us looking at what position we got, who we are, and, and all those other things that don't have anything to do with God. Because he created each and every one of us with a different purpose, for a different reason, but for to use it for God and man. But we've missed it. And the enemy has tricked us. Our adversary has used this, the, the world's way to manipulate us, to follow suit in his dominion. And I'm here to tell you that God has a plan and a purpose for you. And I have some scriptures to back it up. Family, the scriptures, in the scripture, God has given us his identity and he's given us governorship over our place on the earth as representatives of his kingdom. The enemy wants to distract us with the situations that we face or are dealing with. So we are not focusing on God and our purpose. You see, family, we are in a new year, and last year is gone. We can't get last year back. 
We can't right. get it back. That's right. So if you didn't use that time wisely, it's time lost. I told my students this week when leadership, we were sharing, and I said, if you didn't do nothing with that time that you had last year to get information and knowledge, and even if you don't have the wisdom, if you didn't have the wisdom then last year when you got it to use it, if you didn't receive it, you don't have nothing to do with it this year. So some things God has placed in our lives that we didn't use last year. But if we process that information, we might be mature enough now to be able to use it. And that's the key. Because we all mature at different stages. But the key is being receptive to receive the information that God placed in our lives. Ask me how I know because that was me. There were some things and some situations in my life that I wasn't mature enough to receive at a certain stage. But I was receptive to hear and I was open to listen. So when I was mature enough, I was able to use wisdom to apply the information. So God has given us, he's given us the information that we need right here in this good book. And I did something with the kids and I challenged them. I said, look, Yes, social media, the internet, all those things can be a distraction. But God can use it for your good. And it's not that you got to know the word back and forth, because I don't. I don't. But God has, God is so good that any situation that we face, he has an answer for it in the book. And I challenged them. I said, look, ask a question. Ask a question to your Google or your Siri about something you're dealing with and ask them to give you scriptures that that deals with that situation. And they did that. And they got answers to the questions that they had. So if we use this technology the right way, it can be beneficial to the body of Christ. And you ain't got to know the whole book. You need to know the information that's pertaining to your situation. You know how to unlock the key. Because there's a lot of keys in this book. And you can go through it and you can get frustrated because you can't find the key that you need. And that's what the enemy will do to discourage you from following God. Because he is saying, you've been praying, you've been doing all the right things, but you ain't been asking the right question. Wow. And you ain't been able to open the door for the answer. Because some of us may never fully read the whole book or fully have an understanding of the whole book. But if we have discernment, he can give us direction of where to go. And like I said, even praying last night as I was writing down this message and then getting confirmation on this message this morning and even hearing Pastor Ray talk about it in the word that was shared this morning, the worship that was shared, just gives confirmation. God confirms what he said for you. And that's why we got to be careful of not listening to everything everybody said. Because God ain't going to tell somebody else something before he tells you. They're just to confirm what God said to you. 
So you need to be mindful if someone is speaking into your life and it's something that you ain't hear from God yourself. Family, you think about this. And I shared this with the kids. I said, we spent eight hours in school and work, eight to six hours sleeping. The next that, that means that's 16 hours out of 24 hours in the day. And one thing about this life, I don't care, you rich, poor, black, white, whatever, we all got 24 hours in the day. And the key is, are we being purposeful with the time that we have? Because as I said, you can't get the time back. We cannot get the time that we lost or misused back. But one thing about God, he's a redeemer of time. He is a redeemer of time if we become purposeful in what he's called us to do. So I ask you to reflect, how are you using your time? Are we mismanaging the time that we have? Because tomorrow is not promised. It's not promised. My wife is not here today, and I'm praying for her. She lost a friend last night. On the job, cardiac arrest. Wow. See, we don't know wow. when our time is going to be called. Only God knows. And that's why we have to be purposeful in every time. We cannot be distracted. Distraction is a purpose killer. Pastor talk about many treasures are in the graveyard. Because they never manifest themselves. Family, we have to be purposeful. Just like them, our children and ourselves, if we look at how we use our times, we have, the time we have, the enemy has done a great job at distracting us from focusing in on being purposeful with the time, let alone our time we spend with God. Turn with me to Ephesians 5.15 through 17. And it says here, and you got to say amen. 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 So sorry, it says, amen. look Then how you walk. Live purposefully and worldly and accurately, not as an unwise and witless, but as wise and sensible, intelligent people, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish. But understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. Family, say amen. Amen. Listen, this Bible passage gave me a leadership Bible from John Maxwell back, back in 2006. That's a good Bible. I said 2006. I'm a kid. It's like 2006. That's two years of Bible. You know. But I value this because when I open it up, it speaks to me. You know, I have a student that will do leadership and do a five-minute prayer. 
take five oh, yeah. when we spend five minutes with God and see what God is saying to you. But every week he comes and he always have a scripture. And I ask myself, where you come up? And the scripture always deals with what you're dealing with at the time. And I asked him the other day, I said, where do you come up with your scriptures from? He said, I just open up my Bible and read. That's the scripture. You know, and sometimes that's all it takes, family. Just opening up your Bible. This happened to me as a young Christian, being here at Harvard. Last week's that Bible study, and I opened up my Bible, and it speaks exactly to the situation that we're dealing with. So here in this Bible, Maxwell says this, the law of priorities redeem your time. And it says, because activity is not necessarily accomplishment, because activity is not necessarily accomplishment, sometimes we get busy and nothing. Sometimes we got to recognize when some things was taking us out of what we need to be doing. What we should be doing, because because we 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 focus in on stuff don't mean it's a priority. It may need to be done, but it's not a priority. And it says here, Paul advises us: analyze your lifestyle, utilize your present, and prioritize what is important. While every leader every day gets the same amount of time, not every leader gets the same result. And we are all leaders. Every single one of us are leaders. God said it in the beginning. Dominion means a leader. You have dominion over. He gave you governorship over the spot that he's given you here on the earth. So you are supposed to be a representative of him here on the earth in the spot that he's placed you in. That's what a leader is. And the key is, what he said is, not every leader gets the same result because how we use our time. See, we can look at Pastor Ray and say he accomplished this and he accomplished that. But the same amount of time he had to do what he's done, we had the same thing. What have we done with our time? See, but I want to tell you, family, you can get excited because you, because you got more time. Amen? We got more time, but the key is what we do with the time that we have. And I'm here to tell you, do not be distracted. Because the enemy is a purpose killer. And he can't stop you, but he can make you devalue your time that you have. He can't stop you, but he can make you lose the time you have by distracting you, focusing on things that have no purpose. And where are you trying to go? Family, what we are facing and dealing with is not a surprise to God. However, because we're going through it, we can be distracted by the events, just as Peter was as he walked on water. We can live high because things are going well and then the storm shows up. And we lose focus because we can't put our focus on the situation and not on God. 
Turn with me to Job 14.5. Because see, each one of us, we have an allotted time that's already preordained. That's already preordained. And the key is us being purposeful in our time. You know, I was sharing with my wife about our lost friend, you know, who lost me past yesterday. I was like, I can tell that he was purposeful in what he was supposed to do by the reaction that everyone is having because of his loss. Because he had an impact on people's lives. And that's what it's about. It's about the impact that we have on the lives that God has connected us with. And I ask you today, what will be your impact? What is your current impact? And it don't have to be like everybody else's. It's with who God has placed the people in your life. Pastor Ray may never reach them. I may never reach them. But you can. You can give that governorship in their life. Showing them who they're supposed to be. Who they could be. And that's what it's about. It says here, since, since a man's days are already determined and the number of his months is wholly in your control and he cannot pass the bounds of his allotted time. We cannot pass the bounds of the allotted time that we've been given. And that's why we have to be really purposeful in everything God has called us to. It says, we have no idea when, when our end will come. So we must use our allotted time wisely. Last week, Pastor Ray shared with us, as I said earlier, that when he came here to Newcastle, he thought everything was going to be better. Thought everything was going to be better. And it is. And it is better. The school has grown, you know, but there's still obstacles. There's still things that the enemy wants to distract him with so he can't be purposeful. So he's still dealing with stuff, but just on a different level. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to continue to distract us. So when you, when you start doing good, just because it's getting better, don't mean the distraction's not going to happen. Right. Don't, don't mean things are not going to happen in your life. But the same, the same way you dealt with it before is the same way you're going to deal with it now. You're going to trust God and keep pressing forward. And that's the key. The enemy wants you to take your eye off of God and focus it on the situation. And start trying to figure it out how I'm going to deal with it myself. Instead of relying and trusting on God to help God and direct you in that situation. And that's the important part. That's what we got to be focusing on. And I talked to you about my situation with my accident. You know, and I tell you, I cry. I cry because I was so hurt and disappointed of what I was going through because now not only one car I had to deal with, I had to deal with two cars. And I had the finances to deal with. Amen. But I gotta just trust God and know He's gonna find a way. 
He's going to make a way for me because I'm not doing nothing wrong. I'm doing things right. Not all right, you know. One thing I'm working on is managing money. You know, have you ever been in a situation where you said, man, I need more, and you got more, and then you still had some of the same problems? You know, and, and but that's the thing. It's about, and, and, and I, I had to share with someone, I said, look, I'm learning. I'm learning how to be a better manager of what God has given me. You know, I shared a couple of years ago that we were in a time where we were in abundance. Money was flowing. The government was giving away a whole lot of money. And we were splurging. And they was loving it because the economy looked good and all that stuff. Now, as I said, as our famine is going to come, it's going to be a time where we don't need some of those finances. And I didn't even use the words that I shared. And my wife told me too, she said, look, babe, you need to store up because you never know when you're going to need it. So, so for me, that's the distraction. That's what I got to focus in on. And for each and every one of us, we have different distractions that we need to focus in on. You know, and the thing is, we got the information from last year. Now we got a new year to apply it, to do it different. Me, I'm doing it different. I ain't gonna do it the same way I did it last year. I'm doing it different. Because I never know when something is gonna show up. And I wanna be in a position, if it does show up, I got everything I need to take care of. Because he already gave it to me. He already gave us the things that we need, but sometimes we just mismanage it. Because we don't apply the wisdom that he's given us. See, but we serve a good God. Yeah, we do. We serve a good God. A yeah, good, we do. God. That's right. Who loves us and cares for us and gives us a way out of every situation. That's right. Every situation. You see, those accidents that I was in, I didn't cause them, thank God. Amen. But the people who hit me, they were distracted. And That's right. I think they were bad people. The gentleman who hit me last time, he was just coming off work and overnight shift. And, and you know what's crazy about it? I seen each time I got hit, I seen it. Because it could have been worse than it was. But because I seen it, I was prepared for the hit, the impact. Right, you reacted. Whoa, that's a word. God will give you vision of what's to come so you can prepare for the impact. Wow. So I didn't get hit or hurt as much as I could if I wasn't prepared. Wow. It wasn't a blindside hit. So I was covered. So I was able to brace myself Amen. and prepare for the impact. Amen. Family, that's a message right there. Yeah, it is. He never lets nothing happen to you without preparing you for it. It's up to us if we're paying attention. And I thank God I was paying attention because there's many accidents you hear about all the time. You see it. 
but people don't make it out. Or if they do make it out, they're not the same. So I thank God for his covering over my life. And you can thank God for the covering over your life in spite of the distractions. Amen. And see, now is the time for us to focus in on him and not the situation. Family. Too often we just look at the problem and forget about the covenant. Something happens based off of our choices sometimes and others due to distractions set up by the enemy. However, God will turn it for our good for those who love him. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. And we're going to read from verse 1 through 7. Because I talk about this a lot because I've watched Pastor Brady, a faith man, do some things and make some decisions and don't have the necessary means to make some of the decisions that he made. But what he do have is a trust in God and a faith that if God told him to do it, He's going to provide the provisions necessary for him to accomplish what he said to do. You know, and that's why I can get excited about the future, and you should too. Because if God told you to do something, he's going to, he's going to provide the way for you to achieve what he said for you to do. And, and if you don't, you got to hold, ask, ask Lord, what happened? That's, that's, that's the key. What did I miss? Because it's not on him. It's on us. It's not on anybody else. It's on us. So we have to look at that man and woman in the mirror and say, Lord, help me. Give me some understanding of what I need to do different. Because too often we look at other people and think it's about somebody else. And it's about us. It's about what we doing or not doing. Here it says, therefore, then, since we are surrounded by so great crowd, a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony of the truth to the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight, and that sin which so readily Deftly and cleverly clings to and entangles us. And let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract us to Jesus who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, 
despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Just think of him who endured for from sinners such as grievous opposition and bitter hostility against him, reckoned up and considered it all in comparison with your trials. With your trials, with the situations that you're going through, the distractions and the obstacles that you have to go through. He's overcome them for us. And all we got to do is trust them so that you may not grow weary or exhausted, losing heart and relaxing and fainting in your minds. That's what you want to get us in our minds. You have not yet struggled and fought and agonizingly against sin, nor have you yet resisted and withstood to the point of pouring out your own blood and have you completely forgotten the divine word of appeal and encouragement in which you are reasoned with and addressed as sons, we sons and daughters. My son, do not think lightly or scorn to submit to the correction and the discipline of the Lord nor lose courage or give up and faint when you are reproved or corrected. That's the God working on the roof, guys. He's working on the roof. For the Lord corrects, it, corrects and disciplines everyone who loves, he loves. And he puts it. <laughs> Forgive me, distraction. Yeah, yeah. Distraction. See, boy, oh boy. Listen, yeah. we're dealing with something right now, uh -huh. and it will distract us to taking our okay. eyes off of God and focusing it on it. Right, right. You know? But this is a good distraction because they're dealing with a situation. But we can't let it distract us. So we got to focus in on what God is saying. Right. We can't be nervous or weary. Right. We got to stay, stand firm and know that he is still God. Amen? Amen. And it says, for well, the Lord corrects and disciplines everyone who he loves. He punishes and scourges every son whom he accepts and welcomes to his heart and cherishes. You must submit. This is key. You must, you must submit to and endure correction for discipline. God is dealing with you. As with sons, for what son is there whom his father does not thus train and correct and discipline? Amen? So, some of these things that we may be going through that the enemy wants to create a distraction, God wants us to level up on He wants us to recognize our role in it and step up and step over. Because he's given us the means necessary. Christ has already died on the cross for our shortcoming. So we don't have to carry that bag baggage of yesterday. Thank God. Too often we're carrying stuff we ain't got to carry no more. Because sometimes we don't see change happening, we get discouraged. And that's when the enemy be like, oh, see, God didn't really forgive you. 
It's just that we got to go through the consequences of the choices that we made. That's right. That's right. It ain't that he forgive us. That's right. The consequences we still got to go through. That's right. Yeah. I'm dealing with it now. Yeah. I ain't got all the finances. I need to do what I need to do to get this next car. But I know he's going to provide the means necessary for me to get it. Amen. It just may take a little more time. Amen. And that's that's what we got to focus in on here because we can get discouraged. We can beat ourselves down. And, and we can hear all those things in our head and get distracted. Amen. And move away from the focus that God is calling us to and start doing things outside of God's will. Start, start looking for money when we shouldn't be looking for money. Well... Family distractions is a killer for a purpose. And our adversary wants to kill our purpose. It's happening as we as we read. God has given us governorship over this spot that he has placed us in. Our eating. We cannot allow the enemy to steal our purpose. No matter how deep in the struggle we are, so long as we keep our eyes on God, we can be cleansed. Amen. We can be cleansed. So long as we are connected to the true vine. And I'm going to create clothes, but I want to read this last scripture. And it comes from John chapter 15. It's a very familiar passage. Verse 1 through 14. Uh-huh. And it says, I am the true vine. I'm still God. And my father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, he cuts away, trims off, and takes away. And he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit. So those distractions, he might need you to cut some things off so he can produce more food in your life. So some things we got to let go. Those things that distracting us, that's keeping us from bearing fruit, we got to let it be cut off so we can be purposeful what God is calling us to. Yeah. And it says, you are cleansed and pruned already. Because of the word which I have given you, the teaching I have discussed with you, dwell in me and I dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding and being vitally united to the vine, me and I in him. I'm sorry. Neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, he, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. And the enemy wants to cut us off from relationship with him with distractions. If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers. Such branches are gathered up and are thrown into the fire, and they are burned. If you live in me, 
Abide bodily united to me, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your heart. Ask whatever, whatever you will. That's right. And it shall be done for you. When you bear produce much fruit, my father is honored and glorified. Hallelujah. And you show and prove yourself to be true followers of mine. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Abide in my love. Continue to continue in his love with me. If you keep my commandments, if you continue to obey my instructions, you will abide in my love and live on in it. Just as I, as I have obeyed my Father's commandment and lived on in his love, I have told you these things that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy and gladness may be in a full measure and complete and overflowing. He said overflowing family. He said complete and overflowing. A joy filled life. Who wants that? I know I do. I want that joy filled life. I'm feeling joy right now. But I know it's so much more. The closer I get to him, the more joy I feel. And I get joy from seeing other people grow. See other people mature and do what God is calling them to do. And be who God has called them to be. And that's the joy that God gets. And it says, this is my commandment. That you love one another just as I have loved you. No one has greater love. No one has shown stronger affection than to lay down to give up his own life for his friends. You are my friends if you keep doing the things which I have commanded you to do. Amen? Amen. So as we leave here today, let us stay connected to the true bond. So that we can continue to produce the fruit that God has purposed us to produce. Let us not be weary about what others are producing or get distracted because it doesn't look like what we think it should. We have to trust the God we say we believe in and give to give us what we need to produce what he has purposed us to produce. So let's leave here today being fruitful, not distracted into what God has called us to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Listen, I pray that this word has blessed you, has, has given you some insight, because just as I am going through some things, I know many of you are being distracted by some things that's going on in your life, some things, You're some right unexpected about it. things that may have ended your 2023. Yeah. I'm here to tell you that, as Pastor Ray said, we stand firm, stand connected to the true bond that we can be a purpose-filled people of God. To have that governorship that he's called us to have in the spot that he's placed us in. To bring the kingdom of heaven to here on earth. To show God's people who he is. And to live purposely and pur a purpose-filled life, not for ourselves, but for the kingdom of God.
that he can get the glory. And I'm here right now, and I want to pray for anybody who wants prayer. And I want to remind you that, that we here at Harvest, we are a family, a true family who wants to love and nurture you and, and, and to help you be all that God has called you to. So if you're looking for a church home, you're looking for a place to call home, you're looking for some people who are going to love on you, who's going to encourage you and inspire you to be all that God has called you to be by equipping you with all the things that you need to be happy, have a purpose-filled, joyous life in the body of Christ. You can come up here for that prayer, for that commitment to or whatever it is that God is asking or that you're asking God for. I want to pray with you. I want to stand in the gap with you. I want, to, I want to be with you. As we get ready to embark on 2024 to do a new thing in Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. This is uh, at the end of the, the chapter there, that verse. It says, there, there were redeemed from among men bringing their first fruit unto God and to the Lamb. So that's a mention of it. And then in Proverbs, Proverbs uh, chapter 3, verse 9, 